Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mentally Queen and Podcast. I am your host, Caprice, and I am happy to be talking to you right now. So um, I've been seeing a lot of things during this quarantine. It's a lot going on, but one thing that has came out that is positive is everybody starting a business. And so I wanted to touch on that because You know, if you haven't taken any business classes or anything like that, it's kind of hard to know which way to go when starting a business. So that's why I have a special guest who is going to talk to us about the do's and don'ts and just give us some tips about when starting a business. And so I'm going to go ahead and introduce Miss Monique. Go ahead, Monique. Hello, everyone. I am Monique Mavore. I am the CEO of Candid Consulting, which I've opened since 2013, and I am here to go over some 10 best tips for starting your business. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get started. So go ahead and go through your 10 tips because I am new to this. I started a planner business um, and also a t-shirt business, and everybody knows kind of the different things I do with Mentally Cleaning, but as far as things I do profit-wise. Um, I need a little bit of help on, so um, hopefully all you listeners, you'll learn from this as much as I will. So go ahead and educate us, Miss Monique. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, I'll go through the first five and then expand on those. So top five tips, create a service or product that solves a problem or fulfills a need. Think of a fantastic company name, then research it. Do some recon on your competitors, scope them out, see what they're doing and how you can offer the same services in a different way. Um, Four, get registered uh, in Florida or Texas or wherever you are. And five, apply for an EIN number through the IRS government website. So to break down the first one, right? Creating a service or product that solves a, a problem or fulfills a need that is very that's very important um because you want to you want people to buy the product or service that you're providing and if they don't feel like it solves the problem for them doesn't entertain them or they don't need that specific service or product they're not going to buy it does that make sense yes ma'am um so thinking of a fantastic company name so mentally queening what made you come up with that name Mentally queening. Okay, so basically, it was this thing where, like, people on Facebook, I mean, like, on Instagram and all of that, they were talking about queening this and queening that. And so, I, I made a quote or something, and then I put at the end, mentally queening. And then one day, so it was like a couple weeks later, I went through my Instagram, just going through it, and I looked at that, and I said, that's kind of like a dope concept like mentally queen and then after that I just started um I started just I just went with it you know just and then now we're here and I say it mentally queen at least like five times a day (laughs) I I do a lot of stuff with mentally queen and so um yeah so absolutely and to a point for my business I kind of picked apart the name before setting settling on one name so with candid i like um 
to be transparent. I like to be honest with my clients, let them know what services I provide, what I can and can't do so that I'm not over promising and under delivering. And then consulting because I've worked in a lot of different industries, a lot of different spaces where I've had to consult on a number of projects on helping startup businesses get registered with the state that they are operating in. And that's kind of how I came up with my name because I was kind of already working in that area prior to getting registered. And then I was working with um, a couple of very strong, educated, wonderful black entrepreneur women. And they were saying, okay, well, we need you to be legal. Okay. (laughs) So before we pay you another cent, we need you to be to be taxed like we're able to write off you write off this service on our taxes and and that for that to happen we need you to be legal so that was one thing that came to mind which i'll get to a little later um about registering the business so uh, because i provided a service which was helping them start their businesses um that was something that was well needed just like you're saying right now during during covid There's so many things that are going on and a lot of people have lost their jobs, unfortunately, but that doesn't mean that you can just sit there and wallow. A lot of us have families and we have to provide for those families. So I'm excited as well that a number of people have thought about going into getting their own business for themselves. Can you still hear me? Mm -hmm. Okay, I can maybe redo that last part. Um, That's why I'm excited that a number of people are going into business for themselves. Okay. So, thinking of a fantastic company name, that's kind of what we were going over with you. There may be a reason why you choose your name. There may be sentiments of value. Maybe you want to name your business after a loved one. It could be a number of different reasons why you choose your name, but I say to research that name because it may already be taken. So have you done any research in your area um, on any similar, similarly named companies or? So when I Google mentally queening, like I'm about to do right now, my website actually comes up. So let's see here. So let me do Google mentally queening. It's all me. <laughs> it's all me. So I need to get that name because if somebody takes it, I will have to add a G at the end and you know what I'm saying? I just need to, but yeah, every time when I'm looking at it, everything is like me. Everything that says, there's a couple of things that say queen and mental, but none of them have anything at all that say mentally queen. And so, yeah, I definitely Googled it because I had to buy the, um, the yeah. domain for the That's website. Amazing. Exactly. So that's the other thing. So I say this to say before you post this podcast to absolutely, absolutely register your name in the state of Texas. Um, Because if anyone does buy the name, then this could be a whole legal situation to where even though you may have sold items under your business, Mentally Queening, they can buy the name and then ask for proceeds from whatever you sell. Oh, wow. Yeah. People can do that. Um, I know someone that purchased the name and it was already being used some other part of the country. And they pretty much were served a cease and desist saying, well, we already have that name. 
and yours is very similar to the name that we have you just have one letter that's different from ours so whatever you sell we want the proceeds from that so that can become a very tricky situation you definitely want to make sure that if you are going into trademarks or copyrights that you're covering yourself you're meeting with some type of legal team if you need to just so you can cover yourself because there's a lot of different loopholes that we're not aware of um, and they can be very costly loopholes so when you're building your business it's very near and dear to your heart and you want to be able to protect it at all times right so that's why it's very important to research the name on the uh, government website wherever you are to make sure that it's not already taken go ahead and register it and make sure you're paying on it yearly or pretty much yearly because um, there's an annual fee that comes with it different structures require different payments and the length of time but that's a kind of a different story that's when you go into fictitious names versus an LLC versus a corporation um, so then in going into number three, which is doing some research on your competitors, it's not about copying what someone else is doing or doing it so much better than the other person. Um, you guys may just be parallel, like going in the same direction, different lanes, right? So, um, but it is very important to be aware of what your competitors are doing because you want to stand out amongst 50, 100, 1,000 people who are doing the same thing that you're doing, why would a consumer buy from you over someone else who's providing the same service or product? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's important to know what they're doing. Also, to keep up with the times, they talk a lot about um, Walmart or Amazon. What were we doing before Amazon? Can anyone really remember? Before <laughs> we just had everything shipped to our homes. Um, what were we doing before Walmart was as big as it is now? We can go there and literally shop for anything from flip-flops to hair care to food. So, of course, with that transition, a lot of the smaller mom-and-pop companies probably went out of business or they they have a large reduction in business so that's why it's important to stay on top of what the competitors are competitors are doing and seeing how you can either become flexible and adaptable or transition into something else so that you still have some kind of income coming in yes ma'am i told you we're all learning like if somebody take Miss Lee Quinn, we're gonna get the bumping. So I need to get on that. I've been I I never knew how to go about it though. You know, like how do I trademark the name so that I don't have to worry about someone? Because if somebody takes it, I'm gonna be devastated. So that's the reason why I bought the domain, but I need to do more. Like you mentioned, I need to have it registered. And so um it's scary to think about that because it just, you know, your assets and somebody so just it up from under you. Exactly. Something that you work so hard for and someone else get the the funds or the fruits of your labor and the recognition. And that's another thing is that you want to get your logo trademark because if there is two, if there's someone else that registers under a similar name or a different name, but it looks a lot like your logo and your company name then people may get confused like okay was it this website i went to or that website you know so you always want to monitor that and 
make sure that people are able to access you specifically. Um, I'll have to send you over a link so that we can go over how you can search for company names and look at actually getting that corporation or LLC, however you want to do it, getting that registered. So I'll send that over to you now just so we can look at the website and play with it. And then you'll have to find the one that's for um, Texas and, and make sure it gets registered for sure. And then also when I was talking about the EIN number on the IRS website. So the big thing of being an entrepreneur, businesswoman, you cannot commingle your funds. The IRS is not going to play that. You cannot get funds for items that you're selling, t-shirts that you're selling, if you're selling hair or doing nails or whatever the product or service you're providing, they're not going to want to see that money going into your personal account. So you have to open a business account. When you go to the bank, the business um, the business advisor is going to want the EIN number so that they can make sure you're a registered business with the government and that it's not any fraudulent activity going on. So the EIN number plays a, a big role in making sure that you are continuing establishing your business in the eyes of the government to make sure that everything is on up and up, you're not commingling funds and that you actually have a bank account for your business. Did you, you send me all this in an email, right? Um, I, I think I did, but I'll send it again just so you have quicker access to it. Go look to my just so you can look at it as well, and then you let me know if you have questions on it. Because if you have questions, then others probably have questions too. So then when they go and they look at these websites, they're like, okay, that makes sense. I'm gonna send these two now. And guys, this is really important because you don't want to get in trouble with the IRS. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> you do not want to get in trouble with the IRS. Um, you don't want to owe the IRS any money. This is also true. <laughs> okay, so I have this one. Now, I, I highly suggest that when you are registering your business on the IRS website, that you do it yourself because there are some companies that will charge you to register your business and get an EIN number, but it really shouldn't cost you $500 because applying for the EIN number is free. <laughs> so I say take the time to register for your EIN number yourself. Take 30 minutes to an hour and register it yourself because you're going to be saving a lot, a lot of money where another company that may help with startups may charge a lot. Okay. So that's a that's one bit of information that I tell a lot of people that it's not really it's not a complicated process. It can get complicated depending on all the number of services you're providing. If you're leasing a building or if you're working from home, 
it just depends on the structure of your business but overall it's not a very complicated um thing to do for your business going to the irs website to do that so i wouldn't pay anyone upwards of 500 dollars to do it because they're still going to answer the questions that they're going to be completing they're going to be asking you what does your business entail so if you can answer all of those questions about your business you can do it yourself i promise so i sent you those links let me know when you get them and then we can go over those i got them okay great so the first one is what it looks like if you were to register a business in florida and this is where you're going to search for records to see if anyone else has your company name so uh where it says search by you can search by name a trademark name an ein number zip codes uh, you can search by fictitious name etc so i would just say search by name so you click on that one and then you type in your business name type in mentally clean and let's see what happens that's what I'm putting in and let's hmm. it looks like it's not taken, which is good. Okay, cool. I need to do this today. You're scared. Like it's it's like I need to do that now. So Yeah, definitely. Um and this one is the one for Florida. So definitely start off, of course, in your state, get it done and registered. And once, like, so once you look and you search and you don't see yours, then you can go back to that page and click on where it says start a business. And I would go to the third option, which is start e-filing. And then it'll walk you through the steps of if you want to register your business as a limited liability company, a um, corporation, a partnership, or a fictitious name. So those are different structures for your business, and you would go about registering for them whichever one that you feel is the best for your company. I will say, oh, go ahead. <laughs> what would you say? Mentally clean, and what would that fall under? Um, depending on how you want to structure it, but I would say if you're looking for something that is going to provide some kind of security in a sense where not hold you personally liable, like for instance, if someone was coming to your home to or to your business to pick up one of the planners and they may have tripped outside the business and they want to sue you, they won't really sue you that personally, they'll be suing the business. So that's when you're looking at a limited liability company or a corporation. So therefore it's not really suing you personally um, or going after your home or your car, it's going after the business and you should have some type of business insurance to make sure that your business is not gonna go under from that one person suing you that makes sense um and when you use like a fictitious name or um doing business as a dba those are on the cheaper end and you won't have to really renew those until like every three to five years so that's why some people go with that but that structure holds you holds you personally 
responsible. So if anything does happen, if you were doing someone's hair and you left the perm on too long and they have scabs now, or if you burn somebody by accident, if you have a food truck and you serve them a hamburger, you didn't know that the meat was bad and they try to sue you, they'll, they'll be coming after you personally. And then they can come after your home, whatever asset you have, home, car, motorcycle, etc. So that doesn't provide you a lot of security when you just go for a fictitious name for a DBA. So since it's on the cheaper end, would you say, because I don't know why someone would sue mentally queen and like, I send out a triggering you know, like they like to sue all the time now. So you'd be surprised. Mm. <laughs> it can be anything. It could be a number of things, but I would say it's cheaper, but it's not as cheap. I mean, it's not registering your business is not hella expensive by any means. So if the doing business as is fifty dollars, the limited like the the limited liability corporation could be a hundred dollars and then the the corporation may be the most expensive between 150 to 250 dollars so it's not like it's a thousand dollars or three thousand dollars every month or whatever the case is to register their business it's more on the lower end regardless and it's worth the money to have your business registered and also to set up that type of legal entity to protect you from all the outside factors but we can definitely dig deeper and and dive deeper i feel like you may have more questions so you know you know where to find me so you can (laughs) you can bounce some things off of me um and we can talk more about it you may have i mean because a lot of people who come to me for advice or consulting they just have to think through some things and and think about what the structure is going to be they have to create a business plan which is very intensive and it's basically thinking of a through z for your business so it's a very big project or undertaking to create that business plan but you literally have to think of everything so that your business can be successful so a business plan is very important um we went over that ein um Website. I sent that, sent you a link for that as well. And that's pretty simple of going through what is your business? What services does it provide? And then it'll tell you that they'll send you an EIN number either via email or by US mail. You'll get that information. And then you can take the information from your registered business and that EIN number and you can go to the bank and open your own business bank account which is very important now I wanted to go over I wanted to go over um, I wanted to go over the tips 6 through 10 and dive a little bit deeper into those but did you have any questions on 1 through 5 no thank you answered them all you're like it's a lot to take in right now <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so six, find your tribe. What comes to mind when I when I put on there? Find your tribe. 
find your tribe, like find your peoples, right? Like, right, absolutely. Yeah. Find your peoples. Find people who are there for you that support you. That you're not going to go and find the friends who are naysayers and you're like, oh, you're dreaming too big or I don't see that really taking off. No, that's not your tribe. We're not going to try to talk them into helping you with your business. You want to go to those supporters, those close friends, those who may be mentors to you, those who are doing what you want to do and can kind of school you on some of the things um, that can help make your business successful. You want to go to them and try to create that tribe because of nothing else that I've learned over these years of business is that it's really hard to do by yourself, to wear every hat for your business by yourself, to be the, uh, the, the accounting person, to be the CEO, to be the manager, to be the person that's doing HR, to, to be the person that's going to be doing your, your payroll, which is also with accounting. It's very hard to wear all the different hats, to be the marketer, um, et cetera, et cetera. So it's very important to kind of feel around and see who would be there or who will be willing to help you with your business. Anything you wanted to add to that one with finding your tribe or why you think it may be important? I think it's important also to help maintain your maintain your mental health because when it gets to be too much, which it will as an entrepreneur and you get overwhelmed, it's good to have people that you can count on to help you sustain and grow your business. Perfect. Yeah, definitely. And then that's why I see a lot of posts where people be like, you know, people don't support, you know, it'd be people who you at least expect that to support. And that's honestly the truth. Like some people, they don't want to be bothered until you make it big. So don't be that person. Absolutely. That's that's a, a very true statement. The ones who were saying you couldn't do it and it was a dumb idea are the same ones that are like, I knew you could do it all this time. Right. <laughs> How can I help you? <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Number seven, establishing your company's brand. Even with Mentally Queening, you have your logo, your brand, you have created a number of products that you're selling that establishes your brand so establishing your brand to me is somewhat being uniform standing out and someone being able to look at whether it's your one of your planners a t-shirt or something and say oh that's a mentally queen t-shirt you know that's establishing your brand so that people can when they spot it they know it but also establishing your brand could be when you're out in public to remain professional when you are posting on social media to be mindful of others and and be your authentic self but also you want to portray yourself as a serious entrepreneur black woman you know you don't want it to be stereotyped for anything else so that will also come through in your presence and how you carry yourself right Yes, ma'am. Very good. Um, creating content. So that also helps with, that's that's number eight. So number eight, creating content. That helps in 
building your business because sometimes, and I'm definitely guilty of it with everything going on in my life and pursuing my doctorate in higher education, um, social media and content and constantly being able to post, which right now is, it's just kind of that generation. It's kind of like that time where you have to constantly post and be at the forefront of your consumer's mind. So trying to create content maybe a month ahead. If you know that there's going to be a post that you want to make for Women's International Day, if there's a post that you want to make for Mother's Day, um, a heartfelt post that you may want to make for Father's Day, you have to kind of plan ahead of time because you kind of get so busy and everything and then you look up and then you miss putting the content out there. And people, consumers definitely want to keep seeing your business pop up on their timeline because it's kind of like that out of sight, out of mind. Right. Exactly. So what I have found is if you don't plan that content, have some type of social media or content calendar or planner, sometimes you can get behind because there's just so many other things to do besides posting three to five times a day on social media. Some people are really great at it. They're able to execute that. They may have someone on their team that does it for them, but that's just something that you have to think about so that you're constantly in front of your consumers and they're constantly seeing, okay, what is it that I can get from this person? Am I getting motivated today? Am I going to be buying something today? Whatever it may be, they're constantly seeing your company and they get used to that. Right. I post every, it's so much like, I mean, I have to post on Facebook. I got to post on Twitter. I got to post on Instagram. I got to send out the daily text alerts. I got to send out tracking numbers. It definitely becomes a lot. Oh, yes. Absolutely. So a trick for that, if you have to post on multiple social media platforms, you could use something like uh, Hootsuite. Hootsuite. What's another one? Um... There's a couple of other platforms you can use where you go ahead, you type up your post, you even add your image, and then with one click of a button, or you can, well, one click of a button, you can go ahead and send it to all of your different social media accounts. What is it or called? You can schedule it. It's called Hootsuite, H-O-O-T-S-U-I-T-E, Hootsuite. And I have a picture of an owl, <laughs> basically. Now, okay, I think for, you're welcome. I think for about two or three, maybe even four social media accounts, you can do that for free where you can just go in, make the one post and you'll send it to all of the three accounts, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, what have you. And then the more, like if you're using TikTok, if you're using Snapchat, et cetera, et cetera, then you may have to pay for that premium version. But there are a set, two or three, that they'll just post it instantly um, once you put in your information. Or you can schedule it for the next week or so, and then it'll post it without you even have to go in and doing anything. So that can help. For sure. I'm a big fan of automation. If you can set it up and... Let it post without you having to go in and do it. You can focus on something else, right? It'll free up time for you to do something else. Right. So, um, 
We're getting towards the end here. So tip number nine, call MVP, minimal uh, viable product. That comes from the business world, of course. Um, it's really important to go over this tip because sometimes we're perfectionists, right? And we want it to be absolutely perfect before we get it into the market, before we sell it. I don't know if it's happened to you, but has there ever been a time when you thought of like a really good idea for your business and then you see somebody else already post it and you're like, I was going to do that. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like I thought of that. Um, and that happens all the time. So that is why it's very important to um, try to get something out there as soon as possible. This is something that they use a lot in lean startups, which is kind of like you don't have all the funds, right? Like if I wanted to make this app, say I want to do a dating app and all the stuff I wanted to be in this dating app was gonna cost me millions of dollars. <laughs> so if I don't have that capital right now, I may say, you know what? I'm gonna get with someone. I'm going to network with some people who are in app design and I'm going to see who I can work with on this idea of mine. Okay, great. It may not be, it may not have everything, all the features, all the tabs. It may not have everything that you want in the beginning, but it's important to build something that is quality and valuable to your consumer. You get it out there, people start using the app, and then you can start adding as more and more people are coming on that platform. The more and more money you may get from advertisers or you may get from other companies or investors uh, because so many people are using your app, you can keep building out what you have envisioned for your app to be. So that's why it's important to start somewhere, get it in front of people or your consumers and then build upon that because if we never get it out we never make a sale we never get you know they never get to experience that product or that service because it's all in our head and we're thinking how can we get it out how can we try to get someone to buy this or it has to be this grand big old thing it's like no get it out in front of your consumers see how they like it because also you'll get feedback You'll see what they like and what they don't like. You can make changes to it before you've spent millions of dollars on it, right? And this is why I see a lot of businesses going this route to mm -hmm. kind of test the market, if you will. Test the market and see how others like it and get some good, valuable feedback and build upon that. So that's a, another, big, another big thing in the business world. And then last but not least, 10, discover your audience's platform. So what I mean by that can be your audience or your consumers. What I meant by that is uh, Caprice and I met on a higher education slash business slash entrepreneur group through GroupMe, right? <laughs> um, and it's very important to know, first have an idea of who you want the person buying your products to be right so when you're selling a product you want to think of i'm making this product for a female an african-american female who's between the ages of 18 to 25 
who makes this much money and who really needs this planner. Where do I find those people? Right. Exactly. Then you start to think. I can find them on Instagram. I can find them in Facebook groups. I can find them on Snapchat. Um, I can find them in a group me. There's probably already a group for young, inspirational, innovative, or creative African-American women. And you can start to network and build relationships in the group. And when you do that, um, people start to trust you, like you, and want to learn more about you. And, And learning more about you is learning about the business that you have, the services and products that you provide. Then they want to know how they can get it. And then they can support you. Go on your website, Even if you can't buy anything right now, please support me, like my Facebook page, follow me on Instagram, refer me to your friends, uh, let them know I'm selling t-shirts, et cetera, et cetera. And that's why it's important to know where your buyers are so you can hang where where they hang and introduce your product and services to them. Yes, ma'am. Very good. So what is your take on that? Does that make sense? And and how do you like the kind of finding your audience? So with anything, you have to know your audience. When you go do a presentation, you have to know your audience, like things like that. And so um, my take on that is finding that niche group Mm -hmm. and just advertising to them because that's how I did it with my planners. Like, any race can buy these planners, but these planners say, you know, like what I told you yesterday, like they have all types of just black, African-American black, you know, and right. so that was <laughs> my target market. And that, to me, that is the reason why I, I sold out because I knew how to market to the people that I was trying to get to purchase these planners. Absolutely. Which is absolutely correct. And that is, and there's nothing wrong to say well, I'm advertising to young African-American females. There's nothing wrong with that. Every company has marketing segments and they have more than one type of buyer, but they know what they need to create to speak to that specific person or that specific demographic. So even if you wanted to, and as you build, you may think of something else that you may want to do that specifically for Hispanic women, women in STEM, etc etc but you're going to be able to create content or create a product specifically for them and that's okay a lot of businesses have different segments they have a lot of different audiences and it's just important to know how to reach each audience so that they can understand it and become like intrigued about the product or service and then buy that product or service exactly absolutely well, is there any other questions that you had for me or anything that you that you may think that the, the listeners may want to know? Uh, you can definitely add me on LinkedIn. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. Um, I'll give all the information to Caprice and she can list it in the, the bio beneath the flyer. And any questions, there are no dumb questions. Definitely feel free to reach out to me and ask. Let me know. I've worked with a lot of different companies all over the country, worked with some companies internationally, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, It's been kind of crazy, but a lot of fun (laughs) 
working with all the different companies and across different industries, I just got to learn so much about a lot of different areas and, and growing your business. And that, what all you said kind of is a great starter for anybody who's trying to start a business because you want to make sure that you're going about it the right way so that these things that you mentioned don't happen. Like, as I mentioned, if somebody was to take Mentally Queen and jump to it before I do, I would be devastated. It would just be, I don't know what I would do. And so um, you definitely enlightened me. And I'm going to open the opportunity for anybody who does have questions to just send them to me and then I will send them to you, um, forward them to you. And then, um, like she mentioned, you can follow her on LinkedIn. Um, I met her through a group chat. And so you want to make, that's just networking guys. <laughs> so yeah, I'm right. glad, glad, um, you were able to come on and give those tips because they were very, very helpful and insightful things that I didn't know. And as I mentioned, when I do these podcasts, it's not because I know everything and I'm trying to teach people. It's literally, I'm learning with everybody else. So, and I'm getting inspired with everybody else. So, um, thank you so much. I have a t-shirt for you once they come in from China. Okay. <laughs> so, send me your size. Um, and thank you so much. Is there anything else that you wanted to add? I just want to thank you for allowing me to be on your platform. I do not know everything about everything either, but, um, I've just, over the years, gained a lot of insight and experience and, I want to inspire everyone to do the best that they can, be the best they can, and continue rocking out. Um, I really thank you again for this opportunity. And this is Monique Mavor signing off. Thank you. Thank you.